Hi, my name is Ben Abel, and this is the Consumed Podcast, the show where we have fresh and relevant chat about living as a follower of Jesus in the modern day world. Whether you're a new believer or have been a Christian all your life, we'll learn and go on the journey of what it means to truly be consumed by Jesus. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Consume Podcast and uh, you know, I've been away for about a month, um, you know, having a bit of a think about <laughs> and processing what, what I want to be doing with Consume Podcast, what's the purpose of it and everything like that, but I'm back now and I'm very glad to be back, I feel myself again, um, to be talking and everything and I think for me, the biggest thing I need is always a vision and always something that I'm working towards, and if I'm doing something kind of just for the sake of it, I don't last long. I just, you know, give up very quickly. So I'm back at it, and today, um, as you might see from the title of this podcast, actually what I'm going to talk about is uh, something that I think to Christians, it's kind of like a no-brainer. To people who are listening who are not Christians, they don't follow Jesus, maybe you follow other religion, or you're an atheist, or you're agnostic. Uh, this can be very weird and daunting, um, and I kind of want to explain this in a way of how you can hear the voice of God. But yeah, we're going to talk about the voice of God, hearing the voice of God, and what that means, how that looks like, my experience with it, um, because I know that so many people, uh, this is a big issue, and I think people who, especially who are just starting out of of their relationship with Jesus, maybe they just became a Christian, maybe they have been a Christian all their life, but now are starting to want to know more, uh, you know, like being a, being labeled as a Christian because your parents are Christian isn't being a Christian. It means that you need to go on your journey of finding God yourself as well, though it does help to have an awesome foundation of Christian parenting, but uh, you you need to seek God yourself. And one massive, massive, I wouldn't say hurdle, but it's definitely something that you have to kind of uh, go on the journey with is hearing the voice of God. And so for me, like I remember, I, I grew up in a Christian family and, you know, my parents talked about hearing the voice of God. They said, God spoke this, God says this, God said this to me. And I heard that, and then I grew up in church, so that was constantly the the notion that was constantly what was talked about, obviously. Um, I'd hope so, anyway, in a church. And and I remember thinking, like, how can they hear a voice? How can they, how can they hear a voice and know it's God? Don't think they're nuts, or don't think they're crazy. Um, and they're just, like, okay about hearing this voice. I was, like, so confused. And so that's where I was growing up. And I think it took me a long time, um, one, to believe that I could hear God. And then two, to know how to hear him and to know how he sounds to me. And, uh, and I really struggled with it for a long time because I was ha being around people over the years who were just like, yeah, God said this to me, and I feel that God is saying this. And I was like, are you sure it's just not you? And you're I didn't say this to them. Thank God that I'm a quiet guy, and I, <laughs> I just keep my thoughts to myself. But, you know, I, in my mind, I was thinking, how do you know this is just not you? 
that's surely just you and you're talking out of you know what you want and your desires and you're not really thinking about what God wants and everything and I didn't think it was possible to hear the voice of God um, until I went on a journey and I kind of kind of talk about that journey in a few points but like you know I think the number one thing is that the more you get to know God then you're gonna hear his voice better right so when I was going through all that I didn't know God enough I didn't understand who he was I didn't understand him as a father um, you know, a heavenly father that loves you, that wants to speak with you, wants to be with you. And I think that kind of really, when you don't know those things, you don't know those basic fundamentals about how, or not even about knowing, you can know stuff, but understanding it, I think that really um, puts a blockade or, or puts a, a mask over you on about how to hear the voice of God. You need to know God as a father, you need to know God as a friend, you need to know God as a savior, and he speaks to you in all those different ways. And, and you know, I've been in that journey for a long time, and I'm still working it out, but I'm so much better than I was not, uh, before. And, you know, I'm still working out was that God, um, I still have those doubts that did God speak that or is it my own thing? And I've kind of got a few uh, tips to share with that uh, for me to, to know and discern whether it's God or not, or it's just me being myself. <laughs> um, but I understand that everybody has doubts about this. And if you're not a Christian here, just listen to this and, 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 and kind of try to understand my journey. Um, but if you are a Christian, try to understand as well that, you know, your, your own experience is what God takes you through. And if you're open and willing, he's going to take you on this journey fast or slow or change overnight, you know, or it could be a long process for you. But I know people who have been saved and then they're hearing the God, voice of God very instantly. Then I know people who have been saved for years and years and years and they still struggle and they're still not sure and they're still doubting. And, and that's okay. But I think we need to do everything in our power and our, in our actions and our thoughts to be open to hearing the voice of God theologically and, you know, having that acceptance that God is going to move, that God is going to speak to us and that we are able to listen to him. I'm going to take a sip of coffee, BRB. <sighs> Great, awesome. So, um, so I'm going to talk about how can you hear God's voice clearly and there's a few points that I want to go through which, I, which for me I know this helps on how I how I can hear God and how I can listen to the voice of God. But firstly, what I want to say is that there's a big misconception, I feel, with the voice of God. And, you know, I, I'm not taken away from anybody who's experienced different things. Everybody experiences a different thing. God speaks to everybody differently. Um, if he speaks to everybody differently, that means that every single person needs to learn how, to, how he speaks to you and you know, how, what, what God speaking to you looks like. And God will speak to you in a variety of different ways, through different things. And so the voice of God that I'm talking about isn't necessarily an audible booming voice from the sky or a booming voice even from, uh, to, the, to your ears. Or even I'm saying about a whisper, even if it was me talking like this. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about audible voice, but it's those thoughts that come into your head 
that that you don't really understand. It's those feelings, those draws towards something that you wouldn't necessarily normally have. I know God's spoken, speaking, uh, spoken to me through many different sources, many different things. Um, I feel that it's a thought in the back of my head in which isn't my own thought. Uh, I've seen God speak to me and move me through different objects and different things that, that are around me that he speaks to me about that I wouldn't be able to be cool enough to say or think about that particular thing or be creative enough to come up with something. And God will speak to you in a very different way and it's about learning to understand how you function, also how God speaks to you and how he can, uh, how he can put his voice and put his will across to you. So obviously... Um, the first point on how I think that we can hear God's voice clearly or more clearly is that, firstly, it's simple, is that we need to spend time with God. Like I said, how can we hear the voice of God if we don't spend time with him? It's the same as if, um, if someone was calling you from down the road and you didn't know who they were, you wouldn't go and talk to them, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't instantly know that they're talking to you. So it's the same with God. We need to know how he speaks. We need to know, but we're only going to know how when we spend time with him, when we spend time with him consistently on a daily basis and involving him in your life in every little detail. So if you haven't heard God's will, uh, sorry, if you haven't heard God's voice in a while or you feel like maybe you never have, it may be a simple reason, and it may be, this is not definite, but it may be a simple reason that you just haven't spent enough time with God you haven't given him that time for him to invest in you, for, for you to soak in his presence. You know, like I said, spending time with anyone means you get to know them. You get to know who they are and how they speak, how they sound. So, you know, we need to, we need to make sure that we're spending time with God daily. And I think if you really want to hear the voice of God and you're hungry for it, then pursue being with God more. Pursue spending quiet time with God more and more and more every single day. If you're doing five, ten minutes in the morning these days, then do 20 minutes and also pray and spend time in the evening before you go to bed. Do the extra because whenever you go above what you're used to, God will honor that and God will bring, um, bring peace and he'll bring clarity. He'll bring his presence to you. And I've seen that in my life as I've increased my... Um, time with God, how much I've spent with him, and how much time I spend with him every day. It used to be just like five minutes. Now I do about like an hour and a half to two hours every single day that I have to make time for him, you know? I have to push aside everything. If I wake up late, I'm pushing aside work. I'm pushing aside everything just to be with him. And I think, you know, get to that point in your life and in your prayer life that if you don't spend time with God, you feel worse off for it. And what I mean by that is, if you go through your day and you haven't spent any time with God, and by the end of the day, you don't even notice that you haven't spent time with God, that's an issue. I feel like you're, that would be that you're completely relying on yourself, that you don't need God or you don't need anything. Obviously, we have busy days and that's all there. But what I'm talking about is this consistent thing, that we need to get to a point where if we don't spend time with God, we feel like we're completely off. 
we feel like we're missing something. We feel like there's a void because we haven't spent time with God, you know? And he's the only thing that can fill the void in our life. We know that. So it gets to that point where you, if you don't spend time with God, you miss him, you want him, you want to be in his presence. And if we get to that hunger level and that hunger increases throughout our life, can you imagine how much God is going to speak to you every single day? And I'm not saying that you have to do an hour and a half to two hours a day. I'm not saying that. But we need to spend exclusive time with him. And that might mean like extending your time with him, allowing that process. Because I remember like when I wake up, the first, honestly, the first 15 minutes to 20 minutes is me being very tired, trying to drink my coffee in the morning and trying to wake up. And like, it's very hard to hear God in that state. So if you're only giving that amount, then maybe work out how you can adjust your life to give God the best, to give the God the first and best of your, of your time and of your day, right? So that's the first point, it's about spending time with God. If you want to hear God's voice clearly, you need to spend more time with Him. But then I think as well that we can spend all the time with Him we want, but if we're getting distracted, or if we're giving the time to Him, but it's getting distracted, then we are going to remove the ability to be able to hear his voice and be able to hear him. I'm going to take another sip of coffee because it's going to go cold otherwise and that would be like absolutely like distressing to me. One second. Awesome. Let's go. So if you want to get rid of distractions, that means that we need to get rid of people that are around us. It means that we need to turn off our phone. It means to put our phone away. It means that we need to... Um, if there's anything around you, products, laptops, devices that are going to distract you, just remove it. And also, even things like if you're hungry and you need a coffee and you need a drink and you need anything, then go and do that first before, you know, before you step into his presence. You don't want to be in God's presence and like constantly thinking about like your lunch and your food and your breakfast or whatever it is. You want to make sure that, that that's, not, uh, that's not a worry. That's not an issue. And you know, that you're completely satisfied, you're ready to, to jump into his presence, you know? So remove the distractions, and I'm talking about the environmental distractions, you know? And, and the things that are around you, those distractions. But then also remove the distractions in your own head. If you're really struggling with a lot of thoughts, a lot of distractions that are coming up in your mind, um, maybe about... You know, it could be about what you need to do today. Maybe there's some stress at work. Maybe you're worried about a family member. All these things. The way that you can remove those distractions is literally by focusing on God, right? So when I say remove those distractions of your mind, when you enter into his presence and you've got all these things, all these thoughts, all these worries, all these cares and concerns, you have to lay them down and surrender to him. You say, God, I am not going to hold on to this right now. I do not need this right now. I want to be with you. I surrender this. I surrender this. I surrender this into your hands. It's better off in your hands than in mine. God, I give you today. I give you this this time. I give you this um, this morning to you, God. Would you move in me? Would you speak to me? And you're allowing God to to bring you peace and to bring you some rest, you know? Bring you rest in, in, in all your worries and your strife and your troubles. And, and it says in the Bible to cast your anxieties on him, you know, and it promises you that he'll give you peace. So we can get peace about these things. It's not about um, doing any sort of self-help like 
removing things from the mind or anything like that. It's literally about surrendering to God. So from just that act of surrender, you're already engaging in a beautiful time of prayer. Because I recommend that everybody does this every single day is surrender their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions, their worries, their concerns, so that they're able to listen and just be purely in his presence, right? I'm going to do another podcast soon on resting in God and his presence. And I'm very excited about that because I think that's something that's not often talked about. Um, but yeah, and you know, like, and back to being distracted. If you're busy and, and, and busyness is an issue, you, you're not so busy to give 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes to God. There's nobody busy enough to do that. And it might mean that you have to wake up earlier than you want to. It might mean that you do all that. But make the time for God and get rid of any distraction or any potential distraction that could come um, in the way of you being able to listen to God and his voice very clearly. So my next thing that I think that, that if we do this, that we are at a better chance of hearing God is obvious. And it's sitting in silence. You're going to hear his voice so much more clearly than if you are around a busy room, in a busy house, things like that. Also, when I said sitting in silence, often we, we can be up and going, walking around, maybe you're pacing up and down the room, praying, whatever. Just sit down, just get on your knees, do something, but where, you're, where, where there's literally stillness in you, because silence and that stillness removes, uh, removes distraction, you know? And I even think, like, like for a portion, for a, for a specific time in your prayer day, like whenever you're praying, in your day, remove the worship music. Stop the worship music. And I'll explain why. Is when we have worship music blasting, I can I felt this from God. I felt before that I was playing worship music in, in a way that I think that that's going to make me more holy or it's going to make me a bit more like, you know, calm or whatever. And, and sometimes it's that way. But I really felt God do this several times to me where he was just like, just turn off the music. <laughs> just turn it off. It was worship music. It was like Hillsong. And, and he said, turn it off. I just want to speak. I want to be with you. We don't need any, we don't need any song. We don't need any, any music. We don't need, need any instrumental um, to be with me, you know? And just think about if, if those things, are you layering things before you think that you can hear God? Are you putting worship before him? Are you putting even the Bible before him? Which is funny because the next point is the Bible, but I'm saying like, you know, if we're putting those things on top of this, but God just wants you to sit in silence and just listen and be clear and, 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 and still before him, then that's going to help you know that God is, going, is talking to you. It'll help you to tune into his voice, to tune into that frequency that he is set at, right? So still yourself, still the environment around you, and still your mind by removing those distractions, by surrendering those things to God. And then, like I said, the fourth point is about reading God's word. One way that we can uh, get to hear God's voice or, or, or know what God is saying and listen to him is definitely through his word. Um, the Bible is like, obviously, you know, God is really good at speaking through the Bible because he wrote it, <laughs> you know, fully enough, like we can hear God through the Bible that he wrote. So, you know, God is going to bring things 
that you're reading to life. It's almost as if it jumps out the page. People always say that, that, that this, this, this verse is highlighted. It's popping off the page. And the Holy Spirit does that um, because maybe there will be a verse, there will be verses that you read throughout the day that are going to speak to you in that moment and minister to you. And often um, I'll have, I'll be praying and then I have uh, maybe something, one, one specific line. And, and, and I, I sense that that line is in the Bible. And, I, you know, I go on the internet, I, I search it. And I'll look at that line and either that verse or the verse before it, the verse after it is all completely in line with what I am going through, what I'm worried about, what's taking away my thoughts, taken away, and, and, and I'm getting distracted by. God's spoken to me through his word and it broke me down and made me cry so much because it, it, it ministered to my soul that I don't think anybody else could have done. It was only God and through his word. So God is really good at speaking to us through his word, through his Bible. And if you're like, if, if maybe one day you've picked up the Bible and you started reading Leviticus and you were like, no, this sucks, I can't read this, this is just a history book. What you really need to do is ask God, and I did this, it's about asking God for that hunger and desire to read his word and then ask God, this, that God, would you make me fall in love with your word? Would you make me fall in love with the Bible? And I did that because I used to struggle with the Bible. I thought it was boring. There was only like, maybe I thought there was a few chapters that was good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, you know, the Gospels are pretty good, but the rest is just like boring history stuff. But I asked God, make me fall in love with your word. And he did that. That night, I fell in love with it. And I really couldn't stop reading the Bible after that. Old Testament stuff, you know, it's not just this new New Testament stuff. It was Old Testament I was loving. I was finding it so, like, interesting. I was availed, able to visualize the battles, the scenes, everything that was going on. And so when you fall in love with the Word of God, you fall in love with God. You fall in love with Him. And so if He's speaking to you through the Bible, and that's His source, there's a way that He speaks to you, and He speaks to pretty much every single Christian on earth then that's something that you need to make sure that your, your heart is set right with it and your posture is right and your mindset and your perspective of the Bible is set correctly. So I, I, I encourage you, I, I urge you, ask God to make you fall in love with his word and you'll be better off for it. And then the last one, um, which I think is really helpful for me when I'm trying to decide something or when something comes up and I need to decide what I want to do uh, or what's the way to go is when we have a decision to make and when we have two paths to take, we often ask God, okay, God, what do I do? What do I do? And I found in my life with the, with the two, two different paths to take or two different decisions and I've asked God, what do I do? He's never spoken to me. There's not even been a thought in my head that says yes or no. It's been that he has guided me from, through his peace. So I'll think about something. I'll think about one scenario, and then I'll think about the opposite scenario. And one of those scenarios, scenarios will be more peaceful, and the other one will be less peaceful. Okay? And, and so with that, like, that's so amazing, because if we're seeking an answer... And God's just like, follow your peace, follow what you feel. 
And God will put those those feelings in your heart if you're obviously in tune with God and you're spending time with him and everything. He's going to guide you through his peace. So go with your peace. And if God is leading you somewhere and you're, you're asking for his voice and you're asking for his direction to guide you something, if you have peace about something, that is the thing most likely that that's what God is saying. Because if it's not meant to be, think about it, if, if it's not meant to be, God can easily make you feel uncomfortable, uneasy, basically no peace about that thing. And, you know, people call this maybe like follow your gut, but really I feel like that's actually the Holy Spirit. Your gut is your Holy Spirit um, that's, that's inside you, that's leading you, guiding you through his peace. And, you know, they, so I would say go through, go and make decisions and ask God to give you the peace about which way to go and which decision to take. But then there's another side to it is follow your conviction. So there's peace and there's conviction and conviction can be uneasy. It can be um, uncomfortable, but there will be some sort of peace that you feel through a conviction. Um, so conviction is when you are convicted to be changed or convicted to be different in some way. And why conviction is powerful that God uses conviction a lot is because us humans, we don't have a natural, usual tendency to convict ourselves or to change our patterns and our thoughts and our ways. We're actually really habitual beings. We, we think things in the same way. We'll eat the same food through our life. We'll, we'll do the same thing day after day after day. And people can easily get stuck in that. And I think God always wants to break people out of those cycles. And and in the littlest details and in the big details. But conviction changes things and it resolves things and it'll make us feel uncomfortable and uneasy about something that we're doing or something that we're thinking about. And, and God will be able to use conviction through feelings. So what I'm saying is God will talk to you through your feelings. God will guide you through your feelings and through what he's putting in you. And obviously I'm saying this assuming that you're a Christian and everything like that. And... You've got, to, you've got to make sure that what you're doing is, is God-centered, is God, uh, God is speaking to you, and get counsel, get all of that. You know, not everything you feel is what you, uh, what's good for you. But when it comes to the decision, and it's a thought-out moment, a thought-out process, then you're able to be guided by your feelings. And, you'll be able, and if that situation is surrendered to God, you'll be able to guide you from your peace and from your conviction so with all these things with all these maybe you're concerned maybe you're worried maybe you don't know following your peace following your conviction sitting in silence reading God's word getting rid of the distractions and having that time with him every single day will put you in such a better position a stronger position to be able to hear his voice to be able to hear what he's saying to you and often we're seeking something and we're, we're asking God to, to talk to us in a specific way, but God always has a different way and he wants to do things in the way he wants to do it. So if you're battling things right now and you're not sure where to go and you're trying to ask God for those things, apply these things that I've talked about and know that when something comes to your mind, you know, what I feel is that we're often... Uh, we often know our thoughts. We often know our patterns of thinking. 
So I know my thoughts, I know what I think about, I know what I fall into, and I know I spiral, and I know I toil about different things, and I know I think uh, <laughs> I can kind of be obsessed with some topics and not so obsessed with other things. I know my thoughts, I know my patterns, and most of us do. But then when something that almost feels foreign, that almost feels different, um, that comes to your mind, I know that more often than not, that is God. And... You know, like I said, we all have our human natural tendencies. If something is going against the grain, it's often God. It's often God speaking. And so listen to that voice and listen to what that, that, that thing is saying and, and perk up your ears to what it is and just pray about it and get that peace about that direction in which you need to go, whatever God's saying to you, get that confirmation from him. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he will speak to you and he will guide you into, into everything that you need to do but don't stress about it. Spend time in his presence. His presence is the main thing that you need. And I'm going to talk about that in the next, uh, maybe in the next podcast or the podcast after that. If what we need, if what we need is to be in his presence and then that's all that matters. You know, being in his presence is better than anything else. So thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you enjoyed, please hit follow to listen to more. Um, if you haven't already, go through uh, these lists of podcasts. I'm going to be definitely putting out more. Uh, DM me on Instagram at benable.uk if you fancy chat. And I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks a lot.